This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 111 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. This is Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily, and you only have three shopping days left till Christmas. Well, you know, we have something special coming up for you tomorrow on the Horse Radio Network. We're going to be releasing on all of the shows a little conversation we had between the full-time hosts of the Horse Radio Network. We had Chris Stafford from Eventing and Dressage. We had Helena B. from the Stable Scoop Radio Show and Samantha Clark from the 2010 show. We all got together on Skype, and we had a conversation about this year and what the year was like uh, in the past year on all the shows and what's coming up and about the holidays and Christmas memories. It was just a lot of fun. We'll be playing that on tomorrow's Horse Tip Daily show as well as all the other shows. So we'll have the same content on all the shows this week, so you really only have to listen to us once. It saves us time on the holiday, and it saves you time as well. But we, we would love for you to listen in and just hear us chatting about the past year and what's coming up next year on the Horse Radio Network. We'd love for you to do that. But today we have with us uh, Max Cochran, who is the uh, longtime groom for international eventer Karen O'Connor. And she gets together with us occasionally. Well, this past week, she was the co-host on the Eventing Radio Show, and she did a fantastic job. Matter of fact, she has a great radio voice. Uh, This tip is taken from episode number, let me look it up here. So I don't mess it up. Uh, It is taken from episode number 55. And on that episode, they also had Mark Phillips, Captain Mark Phillips, uh, speaking uh, on some current issues facing eventing. And Chris had gotten that interview at the United States Eventing Association Annual Conference. But it was very nice of Max to fill in uh, this week on the eventing radio show. Was a last minute thing, and and she was very gracious to do it. So, we're going to get right here to Chris Stafford, the the co host of the show, and Max Cochran, and their tip of the week from the Eventing Radio Show, episode number 55. But uh, uh, talking about traveling north and south, this really leads very nicely into our topic of the week, Max, and that is. About traveling horses, you know, the kind of things that uh, riders and owners need to be mindful of when they make those environmental and climatic changes to a horse, whether it's going from Virginia down to Florida or or from, you know, Florida to uh, Minnesota, there are always considerations to make. And so I wanted to just talk through those um, because I know that's going to lead to our tip of the week and because you've been traveling horses now for how long? Oh, many, many years. <laughs> I don't divulge my age, please. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while. Uh, but let, let's just go through some of the considerations because uh, clearly the most important thing is what you put in the horse, what is exposed to, you know, the hay, the feed, the water. Let, let's exactly. start with that. I mean, a lot of times when we're traveling down here to Florida, um, we know um, when we come to Florida, the grass quality of our of our grass here in, in Florida is not as good as the grass quality we have in Virginia. So we make sure we have um, our hay, um, you know, the forage that whatever it is that we feed our horses is a higher quality forage um, than what we have to feed them in Virginia. Usually, sadly, we usually have to pay a lot more money for our hay in Florida. Um, so we do some research on that to make sure that we've got some 
fairly good quality hay down here. The other thing that we have to worry about in Florida, and I think the folks that go to Aiken as well, is that um, there's a lot of sand. Um, and horses will eat, um, not that you're feeding your horses on the sand, but they, with the grass there's a lot of sand that comes into their system, um, which can lead to sand colic and such like that. So we give our horses different types of sand uh, clear um, uh, supplements once a week or once a month for an entire week. It's some sort of a psyllium-based product that helps to clear all the sand out of their system, and we always keep our horses on corn oil, which also helps to keep all that sand and such moving. Um, other things that definitely are, are worthy of noting is um, water can taste different to horses in different areas. Um, and to make sure if your horse isn't drinking water very well, obviously water is so important when you're traveling a horse long distances to make sure that they're staying hydrated so they don't get an impaction colic um, and they stay properly hydrated so they're not going to have a tie-up or anything. So to make sure that your horse is going to be able to drink the water also, too, if you're driving, going from a horse that's used to being in a warm climate into a cold climate, a lot of times they don't like to drink water that's very cold, so sometimes it's nice to be able to add some warm water to their water buckets, and sometimes that will definitely increase their drinking. Interesting. So would, would the hay down in uh, Florida be grown in that area, or does it have to be brought in? Sadly, no, the grass does not grow so well down here. Um, we, you know, we have to plant winter rye in the wintertime, um, to be able to help with the nutrients of the ground. Um, it, it's mostly a sand. Um, there's a little bit of a loam soil here, but it's not a very thick uh, ground cover um, that our grass isn't. So we usually have to get it shipped in from um, the hay that we get. We get from a, a buyer in Ohio, and he brings it down to us once about once a month um, or whenever we need it. And, and there's other places that um, ship hay in from the, uh, from the northwest and um, but it, typically it's a lot more expensive than what we would have to pay in Virginia. Um, and then, you know, in reverse, when we go back up to Virginia where grass is so rich, usually we're back up there in May in the highest growing season. We have to be very careful when our horses first get turned out that they don't eat too much. So we usually do, our rules are always one hour the first day, two hours the second day, three hours the third day, four hours the fourth day, and from there they're usually pretty good. But if a horse is out on that rich grass too much too soon, they can make them very, very sick. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you take into account when you're moving horses? I mean, do you, do you always take your own feed from uh, that's consistent from, from Virginia to Florida and back? First, we're very lucky. We're sponsored by Penfield Feed, and they actually sell the Penfield grain down here. And so we um, have, we're in very good contact with our, um, our supplier that's down here and our um, supplier that's up in Virginia, and we let them know as we're coming down um, when we're going to be down and how many horses we're bringing and what they're actually eating. So the grain stores where we actually pick up the grain is fully stocked with whatever it is that we need by the time we get down here, which is we're very lucky to have that. But to be able to make sure that you're on either the same grain or the same uh, protein, fat, fiber level of grain from you know from wherever you are from one place to the other if you can the best thing to do is to bring it bring at least one or two bags of grain if you are going to switch grains so then you can slowly turn your you know train your horse into the new grain you can slowly turn them over to the new one by mixing the two grains together and then slowly weaning them off the original grain well, that leads us to really, I think, our tip of the week here, Max, and the importance of that gradual progression from one feeding regime to another, um, and the same with hay. So how would you summarize that? 
I would say my tip of the week would be to be proactive to wherever it is. If you are traveling somewhere, whether it's for just a short competition or if you're traveling down for a season, um, to be very proactive and to either, if you're traveling for a short period of time, try to bring all your hay and grain with you. Um, but if you're not, if you're going down for a long period of time, call ahead and find out what kind of um, soil, what kind of grass, what kind of hay you're going to need down there and what kind of grain you're going to be able to get in both places to be able to be uh, keep your horse very, very healthy. Terrific. Well, that's a great tip, and I have just one final question on that for you, Max, to uh, to give us advice, some advice to our listeners. If your horse doesn't drink when you relocate to a different uh, to a venue, what would you what would you advise? There, there are many things you can do with all the traveling I've done. Actually, with the with some of the team horses when we went to Rio, um, they had filtered water, um, and so they actually had us add some um, apple juice to the horse's water to make sure that they were going to drink it. Um, and that worked out really, really well for some of the horses. Other things you can do, you can um, add some um, salt into their grain, which was going to help to make them drink a little bit. Uh, if you have a horse that will not drink and still has not drunk for a while, you can always call your veterinarian, a veterinarian to come out and to um, give your horse uh, fluids, um, whether it's intranasal or um, intravenous. Uh, to make sure that your horse has got fluids um, in its system. Um, but you can add electrolytes. You can um, Brand mashes are also a very good way to get water into their system. Wetting their hay is a good way to get them into their system. There's you know, many ways to be able to get it done. Um, just be, you know, try, to, um, try, to, try to work that out. And if it's cold, add some warm water. That a lot of times they will, they will like to do that. Well, thank you to Max and Chris again for bringing us that tip from the Eventing Radio Show, episode number 55. Well, tomorrow we'll be here with our special host's Christmas episode, just sharing some memories and and chatting about the year and what's coming up next year. It should be a lot of fun. We We encourage you to join in. We want you to listen in. And we want to get your feedback, so drop me an email at glenn with two ends at horseradionetwork.com. Let me know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you'd like to see improved, and what would make your listening experience better. So do that at glenn with two ends at horseradionetwork.com. And don't forget to check out all the great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I'll be back again next Monday with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, have a very Merry Christmas, everybody. And we're looking forward to a new year in 2010. But until then, stay safe. Give your horses a carrot on Christmas Day. Give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Do the same with your family. And we'll see you on Monday.